welcome back to the Lift and Glow Fitness Podcast. If you enjoy this podcast at all, I would be so, so grateful if you could share this with just one person. Obviously, I'm a coach. My job is to help as many women as possible. And I need your help in order to do that. So if you take any value whatsoever from this episode or any of the other episodes, then pay it forward and send it to a friend who needs it. Honestly, it helps more than you will ever know. And I will be eternally grateful to you. Um, If you do share it with people, let me know. If you do listen to this and you enjoy it, let me know. You can find me on Instagram at PT. Hi girls, I hope you're all having a lovely day so far, whatever it is that you are doing. Happy Monday. Apparently people don't like the term Happy Monday, but I love it. So happy Monday. Um, so I am here for your check-in. I loved reading absolutely everyone's check-ins. I always do. This is my favorite day of the week. I get an update from everyone. It just makes me um it just makes me so proud to see like people are working and they are working on improving um their health, their fitness, the confidence, and they're getting results from this. Um so I just love check-in day, you know. I say that every week. Just know that I see and read every single win. I read every single um, check-in. So I know what your wins are. I can see what you're struggling with. Um, So if I don't mention your win, it doesn't mean that it's not a good win. It's just that I've highlighted a few. And then don't if I haven't answered your struggle and you feel like you want support specifically with it because maybe I've not mentioned it before or you just don't know where you're at and I haven't brought it up in the podcast, make sure you message me because there might be um, other podcasts that I can send you or I might just be able to do a little backwards and forwards with you to be able to help you, okay? So don't don't be afraid to reach out if I do not mention your struggle. Um, and then we've got quite a few questions to get, get through as well. So I am going to get stuck in um, because we've got loads to get through and it's all dead exciting. So I'm going to try not and go off on many tangents, but we know what we're like. So first of all, I want to say welcome to Heather. Heather has joined the Confidence Club um, and she has just done her first check-in with us. So, oh, my phone was ringing. Sorry. Heather said um, she her biggest win was, she's obviously only just started, but actually biting the bullet to reach out for help um, and accountability as it's improved her mindset already. So what you're experiencing, Heather, is the fact that as soon as you make moves to invest in yourself, you actually become more determined to take action. Um, and just signing up to something can give you that little boost and that bit of motivation that you need to drive you forward. So I'm really happy that you are already enjoying it, even though it has been um a couple of days. And I also wanted to welcome... um. I've got two more new members, Jess and Victoria. I know that you have just joined in the last 24 hours. Welcome if you're listening. Um, if you've got any problems getting set up or you're unsure on anything, make sure you get in touch. So, okay, well done, Heather, for joining. And I'm excited to help you on your journey. We've got Christine. She said she can't think of a major win for the week, but she's got a big, big win for the year. She said that it's occurred to her this week that she's done three workouts every week since January, which she is made up with. She said she's found a routine that works for me. Amazing, Christine. Christine's doing this with a small child and she's training at home um, and she really has committed to working on herself. 
last year and obviously the start of this year um if you don't know christine she's the one who's got abs and she's never she's got abs as a mum and she's never had abs in her life so she has been proper smashing it so well done christine and i know that you are feeling good and confident and amazing for all of the hard work you're putting in so well done all of that graft was worth it and i know that it was a big struggle initially um after you tried to come back after having the baby and stuff like that but you found your flow you found your routine and that has only happened because you carried on and you didn't accept giving up you made sure that you pushed through and you made sure that you kept going even when things were difficult um and remember three workouts a week is a big big achievement it's amazing that christine has done this but that doesn't mean you have to be perfect every single week girls it's okay to some weeks just go twice or some weeks um you might not make it to the gym at all but if you've done something good for your health whether that be focus on the sleep the nutrition the walks if you've done something good there's a win okay um, Rhiannon said that she got 7,000 plus steps every day. Well done. She's been getting up before work and taking the dog out and then she doesn't have to think about it. It's done before breakfast. This is something that whenever I mention it to someone, if someone says they don't have time and I say, well, can you get up an hour earlier? They're like, oh yeah, but I don't want to. Okay, well, if you don't want, not having time and not wanting to get up is a totally different, like, it's a totally different thing. Rhiannon was struggling to find time for a step. She was struggling to find the time to get that activity in, but she made the time by getting up earlier and getting out with the dog. It might mean that she goes to bed earlier. It might mean that she's tired and has to watch one less episode of whatever Netflix program you're watching, but that's still better time spent going out and getting a steps in and going to bed early. Um, so well done, Rhiannon. And if you did not realise going for a walk and getting your steps in is amazing self-care and it is amazing time to yourself. I quite often go out without my headphones in just to be alone with my thoughts. And it's like active meditation in a way. Um, I really like it. And I think that starting your day with a morning walk is a stunning way to begin it. I think you would start the day on a much like calm and um, mellow note um, Chloe said she's been sticking to a deficit every day she's literally been so on it with everything this week and she was even on her period during the week too um, really good Megan said she went out for wine and pizza but her average calories for the week still fit through calorie borrowing Megan is a pro at the calorie borrowing um, she enjoys good food she enjoys alcohol she enjoys socialising with her friends regularly um, and that doesn't sabotage her progress she makes sure that she accounts for um, those activities she plans them in advance so well done Meg Lauren is celebrating seeing the scales and her body measurements come down. Well done. Hard work pays off, Lauren. Um, and then other Lauren said she tracked her whole week. She went to maintenance on Friday and Saturday while she was away. But then on Sunday, she went back down into a deficit. She's had a £3 loss. Um, and that's amazing. So she said, and then we've got Melanie, who has just been returning to, so she's not been working out yet. She's just had a baby and she's been returning to focusing on her nutrition. Her big win for the week is putting everything into my fitness pal and hitting her protein every day. Way well done. Slipped straight back into that habit, Mel. Well done. She said that it focused, that was the focus for this week. She said, when you said you didn't need to be perfect at everything and just stick to one thing so it's not overwhelming, that's what she's done. And it worked so much for me this week. Well done, Mel. So basically, what I was saying is if you can't do everything, just focus on one thing. Obviously, when you are trying to get going again, when you are trying to find your feet with everything everything again, it can all feel very overwhelming and like there's so many things to do and you've just added 10 more things to your to-do list. So just focus on one thing. And then when 
you've got that nailed, bring in the next thing. When you've got that nailed, bring in the next thing. And I always say habits grow legs. Like naturally, if we focus on eating healthier, we probably will start thinking, oh, you know, we'll feel a little bit more motivated to go for a walk or feel a little bit more motivated to get a workout in. Um, So yeah, well done. Love that. Um, Danielle said she had such a busy week last week, but she still managed to lose a pound. Well done by staying within her calories. Amazing. So obviously I, I really, I don't know many women at all who aren't rushed off their feet busy. I've got clients with three young kids um, who still make the time to go to the gym, still make the time to go for walks. Um, I understand everybody's life's different. Not everybody has got the same level of support. That's not me trying to make you feel guilty. That's just me trying to say, like, we all have busy lives and we all have busy weeks. It's up to us to try and make the most of the week and try and find the time where we can. There will be pockets of time everywhere in your week that you are not currently using. Have a look at your screen time. Have a look how much time you spend on Netflix. Have a think about how many series you watched. Um, there really will be time that you can use more wisely than what you currently are. Okay, so that's there's lots more wins, but I can't spend more time going through them. We're going to move on to the struggles. Now, I was really um and ahhing about what to talk about um, because I had spoke about loads of the things that were brought up again. So I just chose these three struggles to go over, okay? If you didn't have your struggle answered and you need help right now, the, re- the reason I, I, I didn't bring up any of the others because it's like stuff that I've already spoke about Um. But if you need help right now, message me. I'm always there. Send me a message in the group chat. If it's something a bit more personal or private, send me a message directly. Like, I'm happy to help your part of my team. Like, help, like, reach out, okay? So this one is a really good question, uh, a, a really good struggle to bring up because I don't think people are really, like, fully aware, aware of things like this. So this person's struggle was, it's not really fitness-related, but this period that I've had has been awful, crampy, painful, moody period. Um, so this is, you might all notice, and since I obviously we're trying to conceive, I've become so much more aware of my cycle, so much more of aware of period symptoms um, and just looked up and researched like as much as you possibly could about um, the menstrual cycle and, um, and fertility and stuff like that. So, this I do th- feel like I can help with this. I've also I also did a course as well, which specifically spoke about a lot a lot to do with this. So our um our menstrual cycle is a really good um indicator of our health and well being. Okay, so a lot of the time, if we have something like say like if we have gut issues, it can affect our menstrual cycle. If we ha- are sick, so for example. I'm preparing myself to have a painful period in the next like month or two. Because if you're sick and that's like extra stress on your body, that will show up in your menstrual cycle in like with more symptoms. So it might be that you get more painful boobs, worse skin, more moodiness, more cramps because of that sickness that you had two to three months before. Um, you might also find that periods of stress, um, periods of like a wild holiday, you know, like a lot of alcohol, um, all these things you can find that in a month or two or three months that will affect your, your menstrual cycle. Now, it doesn't always affect the next period. 
uh, because the reason being is like your the follicles in your um ovaries are are basically they release eggs and they take three months to mature so while that egg is maturing if you go through like a significant period of stress like a death in the family like struggling with sleep um like something in work moving house or an illness um or like you just just you know anything sort of like big life events or 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 something that can then affect your period two three months down the line Okay, um, so it's normal to have some periods be much more painful than others, much more painful. I don't know. More painful is probably normal. Um, so I noticed that if I've had a particularly, st- like stress is the big thing that affects me, um, that if I've had a particularly painful period, if I look back, it was it's probably because of some stress um, that has been in my life at, so, at some t- point prior to that. So, um, period symptoms are going to be different for each cycle, depending on how your life, what has been over the last couple of months. And this is why they say when you're trying to conceive that you really need to think about being as healthy as possible for three months before ideally trying like off to give yourself the best chances of conceiving in a few months. Same goes for sperm as well. Um, they say like, you can you can change like your egg quality and your sperm quality in as little as uh, 90 days 90 to 120 days they say by completely changing your lifestyle and changing your nutrition um so it's it's related to your health and it's related to your well-being your menstrual cycle it shows up a lot of what's been going on so here's some ways to reduce symptoms so i used to get really really painful boobs like literally sore to touch um really bad cramps to the point that I didn't really want to do anything or go anywhere um and terrible mood swings now the mood swings might have been in relation to me knowing that my period was coming and me not being happy about it but they I terrible anxiety terrible mood swings and just really feeling depressed um and I've noticed over the last few months like that those things don't really get sore boobs anymore it used to be like two weeks sometimes of of me boobs being sore moodiness would be like a week or or maybe even more not really getting that at the moment and then period pains literally have had like considering I would always have to take paracetamol um on the first day at least I have not had period pains for the last couple of cycles which is just madness and also I'll tell you what I did um, and then you can see if this helps you. So just being aware of the fact that 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 your lifestyle can affect your menstrual cycle is really important and was a big game changer for me. And um, but the things that will help with period symptoms, like you're not meant to be crippled every single month, girls. You're not meant to be needing days off. You're not meant to be like having paracetamol for three days when you come on your period. Like they're common. That's common, but it's not normal. Okay, a lot of us have um over. We have we have two harsh period symptoms and we're ignoring them thinking that it's normal when it's not it's just common but it's not normal we're not really supposed to feel like shit we're not really supposed to have bad cramps and and we're not really meant to have like really sore boobs for days and days so you, you shouldn't really feel them all too much obviously you know it's coming but it shouldn't be taking out your life so things that i did stress managing stress was the biggest and has been the biggest um thing that has affected my menstrual cycle so last year um i was 
going through all sorts of stress, mainly because of trying to conceive. And my cycles went really short. They went really painful. Um, and period symptoms were up the wall. Um, and the only thing that's kind of settled all that down, I would say, is the amount that I am focusing on my nervous system and managing my stress levels. Coming with that is sleep. If you are not focusing on sleep, you're basically not focusing on stress. Now, if you have just had a baby or you've got ch children who don't sleep, then you just need to sleep as much as you can. Um, but make sure that you're not staying up watching telly or staying up cleaning when your kids are sound asleep. You could get more sleep. That's you choosing not to. Um, but we want to make sure that we are focusing on stress and sleep and they do go hand in hand. If you're not focusing on sleep, you're not focusing on stress because sl more sleep helps with stress. Um, so things that I did to manage stress was I actually, um, the main thing lately is started doing float planet, which is a flotation tank, which you don't have to do. It's just something that re I really enjoy. I'm big on the self-care. I get a massage every other week, which I know is a massive luxury, but it's something it's really important to me. And I make the time I don't go out. I don't drink. Um, and I stopped having me Costa coffees. Instead, that money goes on my massage every other week. I cut caffeine out completely. Well, other than me cups of tea. So I don't have coffee anymore. And if you know me, that is a massive change because I was a crazy Costa addict and I would literally not go a day without me coffee um cut out coffee also alcohol i haven't drank alcohol at all this year other than when in prague and that was only a beer here or two and that was right at the start of january we were home by the fourth or fifth so i've been a couple of months without drinking um and then so they're the things like lifestyle factors that i i think have really helped me sleep stress caffeine and alcohol all of those things i think have had a huge impact on me um, and then also magnesium glycinate is a supplement that I take that I feel has helped with period symptoms. And it has been proven to help with period symptoms um, because when we are stressed, um, we our cortisol depletes progesterone and progesterone is needed for a healthy menstrual cycle. Whereas, and, and most of us don't have enough magnesium. So if you take magnesium, that helps with your progesterone levels. Uh, nice healthy progesterone levels really helps with period symptoms a lot of period symptoms and period problems can be as a result of low progesterone or estrogen dominance um, which can kind of show up as the same thing although they're not the same thing um, so supplementing with magnesium can really help with that so sleep stress alcohol caffeine um, and magnesium glycinate they're the things that I have done um, and what I would also say is nutrition so we're not just thinking about calories not just thinking about protein we are thinking about getting as much leafy greens as possible thinking about all the fruit all the veg all the protein all of those things are obviously going to help with general health and well-being which will of course help your menstrual cycle that was a much longer reply than what i expected but i went i went into it in more detail than what i thought um so i hope that was helpful in some way um obviously as well if you do have painful periods and stuff like that walking yoga i've done a menstrual pain um um yoga before which was really interesting and helpful like it's all about breathing into that part of your body um and yoga is another thing that i've also been doing to manage my nervous system so i don't know um if anybody wants to give that a little go because if you are stressed at the moment loads of people are stressed in the check-in forms i've been doing the down dog app 
where you literally just pick 10 minutes or 15 minutes, you choose your focus. I always do yin because my focus is the nervous system. So that's what I want most. Um, okay, hope that was helpful. So next we've got gym anxiety. So someone said, I haven't been to the gym in so long. I feel like a newbie again and I've chickened out of doing weights. No excuses this week though. So first of all is what you've got to remember is you if your comfort zone currently doesn't include the gym, it's this little small area and the gym is outside of it. The only way that you are going to get your comfort zone big enough to include the gym is if you keep stepping into the gym, okay? If you keep stepping into that gym, eventually the comfort... So every time you step out your comfort zone, it grows a little bit more. Step out of it again, grows a little bit more. So if you keep stepping into that gym, eventually your comfort zone, your gym will be slap bang in the middle of it and you will be happy and comfortable to train there. It's all about like just getting used to the environment, okay? So just know that the more you go, the better you will feel. There is literally no doubt about that. Some days you will have days where you're really not feeling as comfortable as others, but that happens to everyone. That still happens to me. Okay, I went to a gym on Friday and I was literally shitting myself about going, honestly, um, just because it was a total different thing than I normally do. It was a CrossFit gym. I knew it was going to be a hard workout and I was bricking it, um, but I loved it like once it was over and I'm still getting a little bit nervous about going to that gym, but I know that that will, eat, that will ease off the more that I go. Um, you just get more comfortable in your environment the more you step into it and obviously you get to know the people who are around you and who are there and that will make you feel more comfortable my main tips for gym anxiety is always wear something that you are comfortable in now I don't know why I used to do this but even though even if I knew that a pair of leggings was see-through I would still put them in my gym bag and take them to work and then I'd get to the gym and think oh fuck now I've got the and I'd have to have like a jacket around my waist or I'd have to make sure I had a long top like if something is see-through or if you're not comfortable wearing something, do not wear it. Go and give it to someone else. It's not an option. It's not in your drawer. Go and get rid of it, okay? So if you don't feel happy in a pair of leggings, you've got a camel toe, don't fucking wear them, okay? So wear clothes you feel comfortable in. That might be the tiniest shorts you can find. That might be the baggiest T-shirt you can find. That might be hoodies. Whatever it is that makes you feel the most comfortable, wear it. Um, when I used to really struggle, when I used to like film workouts and stuff, and I was so ashamed when I very first started filming workouts in the gym, I was mortified. I was brand new PT. Everyone's like, well, and no one judged me, but I was thinking everyone's looking at me. And now I'm like setting up my tripod if I could take me big ring light, I would. Um, so I used to wear a cap because just that cap used to make me feel safe. And I don't know why, but it did. Um, I used to think that less people would think, know who I am if I had the cap on weird i don't know why um so that's an option also one of my favorite tips is headphones in and head down you've got your program there on the app to follow you don't need to look around and look at other people and like you, you don't need to put music on or a podcast on get in your own little world and keep and just keep your head down you don't need to be looking at people and talking to people likewise though if you are a social butterfly and talking to people put you, put you at ease, look at people and smile. And I bet you they smile back. People in gyms are very nice. Also, remember that you fully deserve to be there. You're there to work on you. Everybody, absolutely everybody, when you look around that gym, and I know it's hard to believe, but when you look around that gym, every single person in that gym was once shit. 
They were once a beginner. They once never had a clue what they were doing, okay? So that should give you comfort because this is a process. The more you go, the better you get. It all comes with practice. No one's like Usain Bolt when when they come out the womb. Do you know what I mean? He's had to train and work. And, and I, no, I go into the gym now and I can do pull-ups. I can do squats. I can do deadlifts. But there was a time I couldn't do any of that stuff. There was a time that it was all terrible technique and it was all really difficult. But... I, you can only get better if you carry on quitting and avoiding the gym doesn't fix anything it actually just keeps you stuck okay so if you want to grow if you want to improve if you want to get better if you want to reach your goals you've got to step outside that comfort zone you've got to step into that gym in order for that comfort zone to grow okay and in order for you to grow and in order for you to improve so just remember that you're there for you you're there for a reason you're not there for anybody else no one else matters only you and you just go in follow your program and it's honestly it will get easier in time um don't just walk in and go straight to the treadmill because you'll stay stuck on it okay go in do the warm-up and then get get stuck into your weights do not give you the self the option not to okay you're paying for that membership and you're paying for this membership fucking use it that's all i'm trying to say use it make use of it don't go in a gym and stand on a treadmill for hours when you've got a perfectly good street out there that you go and walk out on and you can get much more benefits okay go to the gym use the weights that's what they're there for okay next one next struggle and this is more of just like a reminder to people so this person had three nights out which took her over her cows a bit so that is a struggle. Obviously, having three social occasions in a week is all going. Um, so that means that those other four days that you that you had in the week should have been reserved. Okay, so they should have been under your calories, not dramatically, because we only do two hundred a day to, for borrowing. But those those days you shouldn't have been eating your full calories. We should have gone slightly under. Um, and then also if you were having nights out like drinking then, you know, we would have needed to manage the calories on that day as well, keeping protein high, but making sure that carbs were a little bit lower to make room for the alcohol. Um, So, but what my main advice is to, to, to this struggle, struggle is, if you've got three nights out planned, surely are all three of those that important? Now, I'm not saying don't go, Um. Choose which one, which one or which ones are worth holding you back from your goals. So if you're going to go over your calories three days in one week, that's 42% of the week, nearly half the week, okay? Which is fine. Some weeks that's going to happen. Some weeks that's going to happen and that's fine. It's more important to do the social things sometimes, okay? But I want you to just consider which one of those three was the most important and did you were you most bothered about did you want to most enjoy with with regards to alcohol and then the other two did you really need to do or did you really need to drink on those so for example i've got clients who they might say to me hayley i've got my 30th um i've got a works night out and i've got um my friend's sister's daughter's christening Okay, a works night out, a distant person's christening and um, your own birthday. Now, I'm going to say your own birthday night out should be the priority there. You need to have a ball. You need to celebrate you. It's all about you. I'm going to say that the work night out is not an essential one. So could you maybe not drink on that one? And then the christening is probably on a Sunday. You're going to give your hangover 
you're going to give yourself a hangover on the Monday anyway. You're probably still going to be rough from your own birthday. So how about we just don't drink on that day and that'd be another reserved one. So actually looking at your social situations and thinking, do I actually need to go over my cows that day? Do I actually need to drink alcohol that day? Will it still be enjoyable if I go and I don't drink alcohol? I'm going to say work nights out, like work events, work nights out, especially if they're happening often, you don't need to go for it. Um, And if all three are worth it, say you've got your dad's 60th, your 30th and your child's christening all in one week. I'm going to say have the full week off because it's a week of celebrations and just enjoy yourself, love. Swallow it. Swallow that week as that it's just gone, but then move on because you've still got 51 more of them or whatever left we've got left for the rest of the year. Do you know what I mean? It's one week out of the year or a few weeks out of the year. So when you've got three nights out or three social occasions, just ask yourself which one's worth going over for which one's worth holding me back from my goals a little bit for um, and then go for it on that one and then the other two either don't drink be the designated driver stick to two drinks or choose healthier options for your meals out um, so like a lot of my clients they're like oh, I've got a meal out here a meal out here and then breakfast there okay well which one is the most important which restaurant's your favorite right that Italian's the best because I want a lasagna and I want a garlic bread okay well, let's have that and then let's make the other two more reserved let's just have poached egg for the brunch let's just have um, a steak and veg for the other meal do you know what I mean have to choose which ones to go for it and then which ones to be more reserved on if all three you want to go for it, then just swallow it as that week. You're probably not going to be in a deficit. You're probably going to be at maintenance and just swallow it as it is what it is. That's life and move on from it. Okay. So that's just a bit of advice with regard to that. Just because you've got three social situations doesn't mean that you have to ru- like ruin things and um, just be very intentional with what ones you want to or where if you like maybe holding back your goals just a little bit for um, and not go for it all of the time. Also, drinking alcohol three times in a week will mess with sleep a lot, which will mess with energy, which will mess with hunger. So it just makes everything harder. If you can, try and just stick to one day each week drinking for general health, general well-being, and to make it easier for you to stick to this program. Woo! Struggles are done. Moving on to questions. Okay, so there's quite a few. I'm going to whiz through them. First of all, this one's random. It's not random. It's fully fine. When I clean up, I tear my watch watch on to track it. It can take me four hours to clean my house in one go and can show us burning quite a few calories. But I am waste am I wasting my time? Is it a fake workout? First of all, it's not a workout. Cleaning your house is not a workout. Yeah? It's not a workout. Shall I say it again? It's not a workout. Um, so you can log it as a workout out of interest, but it's not a workout. It's you, it's neat. It's you getting your steps in. Okay. So I would never, I mean, I don't log any of my workouts on me, watch me watches for tracking steps, but um, I wouldn't really, I've said it before, just just do it to see so that you can see like what your watch is saying, but that doesn't, uh, it doesn't mean anything. You would have burnt those calories whether your watch was on or off and it would have just tracked it as steps. It's not a workout. It doesn't count as a workout. Okay, so the reason that it says it burns quite a lot of calories is one, that you're moving and you're doing steps um, and two, because it's four hours long. If I put my watch on activity and sat here for four hours, it, I'd be like, whoa, no way. And I haven't even moved because your body is a calorie burning machine. It is burning calories just sat still. Okay, so you don't only burn calories when you move. You don't only burn calories when you exercise. You burn most of your calories in a day just not moving. 
Yeah. If you did not move, just staying alive, just to just to keep your muscles and your tissues alive, just to keep all your bodily functions going, like your heart, your lungs, your digestive system, your brain takes up a lot of, lot of calories. This is what your BMR is, okay? So your BMR is like your basal metabolic rate. So it's, it's, it's your do nothing calories. It's where you just, if you did not move a muscle all day, that's how many calories you'll burn. And most of yours is like 1,400, 1,500s. Um, so it's a lot. You burn most of your calories through just being alive. We give far too much credit to exercise. So it's not that the cleaning is burning loads of calories. It's that you're burning loads of calories because you do, because <laughs> you're alive. Um, and you've just been doing steps while cleaning. So that's going to add to that. So I wouldn't log a workout as I wouldn't log cleaning as a workout because it's not a workout. It's you getting your steps in through cleaning. It's just neat, okay? Um, that's just general life activity. And it says loads of calories because it's four hours of you being alive and also doing steps. So it's going to say it's a lot, okay? Um, second is, are there any vitamins you recommend for energy? I am feeling like I'm lacking energy at the moment and have done for a few weeks. You've answered your own question with this next bit. I know I have had a lot of stress, work and personal life so this could be this could be a factor i'm so don't know why i choose to do this after lunch every monday because i just burp down the mic i'm so sorry um so this could be a factor but i thought a supplement would help first of all supplements are not going to fix a life full of stress ever you cannot take supplements and expect that to put a plaster over the stress that is on your body, okay? Instead of leaning towards supplements and looking for that answer, you need to address the stress. You need to focus on your sleep. You need to do some self-care. You need to make sure that you are addressing the stress and not just expecting it to go away. Actually do something about it. Are you doing yoga? Are you doing meditation? Are you focusing on your sleep? Are you reducing your screen time? Are you fueling yourself with good food? Are you going for walks outside, not on a treadmill and not on a walking pad? Are you doing these things? Are you speaking to people? Are you journaling? What are you doing to manage the stress? That is the main thing. You need to address the stress, okay? Um. Things that a supplement that I would recommend that everyone in the UK takes because none of us get enough of it is vitamin D. If you hadn't noticed, quite a lot of people are getting sick lately and quite a lot of people are struggling with low energy. And I do think vitamin D by this time of year, like we've just had six months of pretty much darkness. It is starting to get lighter now, but we are all, because we live in the UK, we are all low in vitamin D for these winter months. So if you can take vitamin D, then take vitamin D because it may help. Don't just go and get the strongest one. Don't get the 4,000 IUD. Go for something in the middle, like the 2,000 or something. Um, just because you can overdose on vitamin D. Like, not going to die, but it's not going to have good effects. Um, so try and make sure that you um, go for one about 2,000. Unless you get prescribed a stronger one or you recommended a stronger one by someone else who knows more about you. So vitamin D is the only thing that I could recommend aside from managing the stress, sleeping more and actually eating real good food, like all of the fruit and all of the veg and all of the protein, okay? Also, have a little look at how much you're eating. Are you eating enough or are you restricting calories too much? That's also something to be mindful of. Okay, this is an interesting one, how to get better at babies. And this is a really simple answer, practice. 
we don't do a lot of babies in this in this program because they're honestly not my favorite uh, exercise the only point in a baby is to tire you out there is literally no other reason to do a baby so it's not like one of these exercises that's dead essential it is literally just been put there to puff you out a little bit and um, to make you tired just practice them that's all i can say <laughs> just practice them you haven't done much of them so you will get better with practice um Okay, so someone said, workout-wise, what workouts do I do? Do I just follow the gym one, two, and three and log these as I go? Yes. So on this program, you have the same workouts for four weeks. We've got workouts one, two, and three. All three of them are full body. They can be fit into a really busy lifestyle. They shouldn't take you any more than an hour, including the warm-up and cool-down. If you want to do a fourth workout, there is also a glutes workout that you can do. And there is also two cardio workouts that you can do as well. So if you wanted to do a fourth one, you can choose from them. Okay, this question's interesting. Um, I have a holiday coming up at the end of April. I think I remember you talking last year about a period before the holiday where you can be more strict to look, feel your best. No. Um, what's your advice on this? How long before a holiday do you reduce calories, further reduce carbs, etc.? So first of all, what, what I think you're talking about is um, for those of us who are sat at maintenance, which is a few of the girls in the, in the community, and then also me, the way that I do it is I sit at a healthy weight year round. I always sit within a few pounds of like feeling super lean because um, I like to maintain a healthy weight year round. I don't let myself balloon up massively and I don't let myself, like I don't do really aggressive diets. I always stay around like a weight that I'm comfortable at. And before a holiday, I will sometimes do a little cut. And this is what I say to the girls who are on maintenance. Um, maintain and try and build muscle while we're maintaining. Be, it's okay if you go over and we do gain a bit of weight because we, we can do a little cut before your holiday. Um, and I normally suggest, depending on where we're at, um, eight weeks or so. A lot of the time I will start an eight week cut and I don't even carry on cutting for the full eight weeks because I'm happy within four to six and I just maintain again until I go on away. Um, and that is because I'm roughly, I, I, I feel like I'm always about half a stone off feeling really lean and abbed up which I don't always want to be. I'd rather have the extra food year round. But when I go on holiday, I do like to have that kind of extra definition. So I will cut before a holiday. So there is no like, what you're asking here is, if you're already in a diet, but you've got a holiday coming up, what's the stage that we go more aggressive and start dropping calories? There isn't. That's not how we do things. Um, So I don't recommend dropping your calories really low or cutting carbs in the run up to a holiday. This is just promoting that yo-yo again so you'll go really aggressive go on holiday regain all, all the way and then you'll come back and you'll feel like shite that is not how we do things we want to if you've got a holiday in april you should be working now if you've got weight to lose you should be working now and the goal is to get to your goal weight as soon as you can in doing it in the right way and then if you're at your goal weight before your holiday we then need to switch to maintain okay so we're not delaying a diet until Eight, eight weeks before April because then you're just going to end up being really stressed and wanting to do things for those eight weeks and you're not really going to get to your goal by then if you've got um more than eight pounds to lose then you need to be working now okay remember we're going by about a pound a week so if you've got more than eight pounds to lose then you should be with you, you you want to make sure that you're working now um 
So yeah, I, 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 this kind of mentality is one that I don't like. We're not dropping carbs before mobs. Like we don't do that shit. That isn't something that we do. We're not reducing calories because the holidays coming up in eight weeks. Your calorie deficit works. If you stick to it, you'll lose a pound a week. And that is the, that is the route that is going to be the healthiest, least stressful and the most sustainable for you and your body. Um, if we start dropping three, four pounds a week between now and the end of April, when it gets after April, you're going to really struggle when you've been on holiday, you've gained a lot of weight back and then you're going to struggle getting back into that aggressive diet. And then it just messes with relationships with food um, and it's not it's not helpful in the long run. So we should be if if you've got weight to lose to feel comfortable in general, we should be working towards that. Um, but if you are someone who's been maintaining if you've been maintaining your weight for a while and you've been happy maintaining and you're about, you know, like eight pounds off your goal weight or where you want to be, then I would start eight weeks before. Um, so yeah, let me know if you'd like to discuss that in more detail. The person who asked this, feel free to contact me. Um, next question was, would you mind looking at my food diary to see how it looks food-wise and any ideas to hit my protein goal? So Lauren is the one who asked this question and I've actually just been through her food diary um, and it's absolutely fine. Um, you've you've tracked every day. You've been in within your calories most days other than the two that you were away um, and your protein is in the yellow every day apart from the two days that you were away. So basically you were over, you were over 100 grams five days out of the seven and the two days that you were under 100 grams, it was because you drank a lot of alcohol and you didn't have the calories for much food, okay? So what I would say is um, just to make sure that we are conscious that alcohol does have calories and that it does add up, the point of drinking alcohol is not to replace food with it. Um, we need to make sure that we are also eating food, but the reason your protein was low was because we had um, it, it, you had calories for alcohol, and um, you were, you were drinking gin and lemonade, so you did have the calories from sugary drinks as well. So just to be mindful of that, you would have hit your protein if you'd have prioritized food over alcohol. And every other day of the week is absolutely fine because you were over the hundred gram mark. Hope that was helpful. Um, final question is: What weight would you recommend for at home, please? As in, how heavy? So I normally recommend if you just start on the program. I would normally say get like four or five kilo dumbbells. If they feel really heavy to begin with, don't worry. Just do as many. Say if we're doing shoulder press and you can literally only do five. Don't worry. Over the weeks, you'll be able to do more. Just do as many as you can until you're matching my reps and then try and go heavier, okay? But I would say four or five. Even if they feel heavy initially, they won't feel heavy for that long. After a few weeks, I'm even going to say after four to six weeks of you using them four to five kilos, they're, they're not going to, um, you're not going to be, you got, you're going to want to go up when the lightest dumbbells I have in my gym is five kilos. And when people come in, they're like, Oh God, I give them five kilos. They feel heavy by the end of their first six week trial. No one's touching five kilos again. Like that's pretty much a rule other than on lateral raises. Obviously we are always going to need them for, for things like that. And why raises, but any of the main movements like chest press, squat, deadlift, shoulder press, row, 
four or fives are not going to last you very long at all. You might want to get adjustable dumbbells. They are going to be the best use of your money. They're a better investment. You can start off light and you can go heavier over the course of the months. And um, we've got loads of people on the on the program um, with 10s, 12s, even 15s. There's people progress to using barbells. Um, four or five kilo is what I recommend to beginners. And then I would look to increase in a couple of months. I always say this on the live workouts, but girls, if you've been here for two years and you are still using the same dumbbells, will you just buy a new pair of dumbbells? Will you just get yourself some heavier weights because you're holding yourself back by not? Okay, invest in yourself. If you're going to be training at home, invest in yourself to make it challenging. Those workouts are challenging. Those workouts are going to do the work, um, but you will need to make sure that you are progressing through the weights. You can't stay lifting the same weight and expect the same results all the time. It just doesn't happen like that. We need to progress. We need to apply progressive overload. And if you have a look on the education tab on the um, app, you'll see there's a video about progressive overload. And there's also a video about training intensity, which will explain this even more. And that is it. I loved that check-in. I loved all the questions. I'm getting more questions lately and I love it. So keep them coming. I'll continue to make more time for, for them. Um, so thank you very much for everyone's input. If you have anything further that you want to go over with me, if you have any questions or you want to discuss anything in relation to your journey at all, make sure you let me know. Send me a message on WhatsApp or on the app. Um, I'd be happy to help. And girls, if you did enjoy this podcast at all, then make sure you pay it forward and you send it to someone who you think would find it useful. It really does help more than you would know. So that is everything from me. I will see you all again soon. There's another podcast coming on Thursday. I haven't chosen what I'm going to talk about yet. I've got a few ideas, but if there's anything that you really want me to talk more about, then please do let me know because this podcast is for you. It's, this has been made for you. I am literally recording it and talking directly to you. So whatever you need, tell me and I will provide. Um, I will see you all soon. Enjoy the rest of your day. Bye, girls. <laughs>